Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Give it to Foreman. And he's in. Deontay Foreman takes it in for the touchdown. Well, they were set up nicely after the punt. They go 38 yards. It's a four-yard touchdown. Nine plays, and Chicago takes the lead. It's Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score and on 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. It's a Plumbers 911 Football Monday on a Friday here on 670 The Score, presented by Busey Bank and It's Not a Game, Illinois.com. Gabe Ramirez here kicking things off for you till 5 a.m. Dustin Rhodes going to be taking over after that with the pregame show. And then, of course, Mully and Hall, they got a great lineup for you. Olin Krutz at 7. Joe Fortenball, 745. DJ Moore at 8 a.m. And then Brad Biggs at 9. Then Bernstein and Holmes, of course, the fellas are going to be chatting with Anthony Heron at 11 a.m. Then Tim Jenkins at 1. Then Bernstein and Holmes, they wrap, or excuse me, then Parkinson Spiegel, they wrap up the day. Kevin Fishbane at 125. Dan Weeder at 4. And then Jalen Johnson jumps on with the fellas at 5 o'clock. Uh, make sure you set your alarms for that. And even if you don't, if you don't catch it live, you can always download the Odyssey app and catch the podcast version of everyone's show. Uh, but this is the best place, 670 score. We're live and local, and we're taking care of you uh, after this Bears victory. Bears take down the Carolina Panthers 16-13, to pushing them further down the ladder. Uh, to that number one spot. And, of course, uh, teams still have to play this weekend, so it'll be interesting to see what ends up happening. Kyler Murray coming back, we think, uh, for the uh, Arizona Cardinals. I picked him up on my fantasy team, put him down there as, like, a little backup just in case he decides to run and throw for a couple every week. Wouldn't mind riding that into the playoffs. Uh, and riding that into a number one pick, because then that means – I got a feeling it's going to be the Patriots, though. I got to be honest. They suck. Like, they're they're a very bad team. And I just can't, I can't, I just, it's hard to get grown men to play hard in the second half of the season when, when they know your team sucks. And they're like, this sucks. I don't want to be here. I'm not playing my hardest. And so I think, I think the Patriots are going to end up with one. I think the Cardinals will win a couple games and I think the Panthers will be at two. I think the Bears are going to drop to like 10th, 11th. They're going to win a couple more games. Justin Fields is going to be, woo. Hot. He's definitely going to try to throw for 300. He saw C.J. Stroud put up 475 and four tutties, and he's like, get me back on the field. He's got to be jealous, though. Ohio State guy who's balling right now. I think he's happy for him. Uh, he's got to be, but yeah. still, just like, we're all a little bit envious and deep inside. Yeah, for sure. I'm, there's certainly like a, damn, why, there's like a, why can't I do that? You know, not really like jealousy, but like, damn, why can't I put up 475? 
that, go quickly back to that Justin Herbert thing. You give Justin Herbert DJ Moore? You know what I'm saying? Like, you give Justin Herbert DJ Moore and Cole Komet with a Darnell Mooney in between and a Tyler Scott? Like, come on. Let's, let's be real here. All right, let's take one more call before we go to uh, hear from Coach Eberflus. Let's go to Jake out in Lincoln Park. Jake, what up, man? Welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing? You know, hanging in there, still talking about this Justin Fields. I, you know, people making me feel different ways about him. How do you feel about him? Uh, to be honest, I feel like it doesn't matter what quarterback we get in this system with Luke Getzey. It's just not going to work. He wants uh, he wants to turn Justin Fields into an Aaron Rodgers clone, and that's just not what he is. How much do you think of that? You know, how much do you think that plays into it, right? I mean, he he's clearly had the luxury of having one of the greatest quarterbacks ever and being his quarterback's coach. Let's not forget he wasn't their offensive coordinator. And then yeah. and then he, he, he comes over here. Like, how much do you think that skews his view of reality in terms of what he what the quarterback position can be? I mean, Justin Fields is, you know, by far a better athlete than Aaron Rodgers was, but Aaron Rodgers could just, you know, pick apart a defense, you know, like no other. I mean, we played him how many times a year yeah. for how many years he was there, 20 years, whatever. But, yeah, I mean, at the end of the year, I think Getze needs to go. I feel like we should keep Justin Fields around for one more year, use these draft picks to secure the rest of the team. And then if Justin Fields doesn't work out, then, you know, try and get a quarterback in, you know, the 2025 draft and go from there. But I feel like it's, it's Getze that's kind of holding the team back at this point, or at least the offense. Jake, do you get rid of Getze and Eberflus or just Getze? Uh, I feel like since Eberflus took over calling the defense, the defense has been a lot better. Um, he's still on the hot seat, in my opinion, but I feel like Eberflus, if he can finish out the year strong defensively, I feel like he keeps his job. All right. Thanks for the call, Jake. I appreciate it. Uh, going to be taking more calls. Obviously, going to be hanging out with you guys till 5 o'clock, so I'm most certainly ready to take some uh, phone calls. Phone lines are open. we got Robbie Triano producing today, so he'll be answering your phone calls. 312-644-6767. A lot of a lot of a lot of tidbits in this game. A lot of takeaways. You know, when you're looking at this game as a whole, and from start to finish, there was a lot of things to be looking for. Even the national anthem was awesome. That guy did a man did a great job. And it's hard to say that with a national anthem because you just hear it before every game. Um, but the national anthem was great. I mean, you know, play calling wasn't my favorite from the beginning. Couldn't believe the Bears couldn't score first. And then the intercept, or then the, the the punt for a touchdown was just gut wrenching. It's like, was this is this really what's going to happen? Is this the fate we're going to have? We the bear the Bears are going to lose to the Carolina Panthers. Were you worried at that moment? Oh hell yeah! I thought for sure the Bears were going to lose. I just because I thought they were. I thought the Panthers were going to be able to put up another touchdown. Like I thought that, I thought Bryce Young would have one drive, like like you know like statement drive and I thought he would but you know there were it's just you know but but then you realize they're just a bad team right whether it was their own holding calls that took them from you know the bear side of the field you know backwards or you know that that Bryce Young under a you know immense amount of pressure you know couldn't be as accurate as he wanted to be um so like there were a lot of instances like that but it wasn't it was my gosh you know what else I hated from the game 
The fact that Kelsey was on for like what felt like two quarters. There, there was like a play. I wrote it down like seven times. Kelsey's the worst thing ever. Kelsey's still there. They asked him a question. Like, there was a great catch by Roshan on third down, and they went right back to to Travis Kelsey. There was a the miss by the third and four where DJ Moore was wide open. And instead of hearing about it, like, via analysis, like, where Tony Romo would have, like, broke that down or something like that, like, they, they, they asked Travis Kelsey, or they asked uh, Kelsey, they said, uh, what did you learn about yourself last week in the game against the Cowboys? Like, are you serious? This, there's an actual game going on. DJ Moore was wide open. Tyson Bajan missed him. And then he looked disgusted, non-verbals with everything. Then you got Kyler Gordon running around the field during the whole thing, and all we got to hear about is, like, Travis Kelsey being asked where his brother is with Taylor Swift. Like, really? And I get it. I really want to be very clear. I get it. You thought to yourself, this is going to be a boring game, so let's have some entertainment. The problem was it wasn't. It was still a close game, and us Bears fans wanted to know what was going on. But what was going on after the game? What did Coach Eberflus have to say to the media and the performance of not just his defense, uh, but what went on on the offensive side as well? Um, here's Coach Eberflus talking after the game to the media. Okay, happy for the guys uh, in the locker room. Uh, they are uh, uh, excited to win this game. Um, you know, go 2-0 on Thursday night. Uh, that was a big emphasis this week, and the guys did a nice job uh, with, with the course of the game. I wanted to thank the Bears fans again. Uh, they do a great job uh, with our uh, being on third down, getting loud when they're supposed to, and it's uh, really an advantage uh, for us. Um, on defense, you know, and uh, when we get to third down there, so they did a really good job there. Um, you know, so well, with the game, I, I really thought that uh, we played some good complimentary football. Um, you know, I really thought that the defense did a really good job of, of creating some short fields uh, for our offense um, most of the day, and that was good. We capitalized on some of them. It was that kind of, ga- kind of game. Uh, both defenses played well today. And uh, we knew it was going to be a lot, uh, some field goals there as the game went on. And uh, I thought that overall, um, you know, uh, we handled it well and uh, put ourselves in position to win the game. I'm certainly proud of, uh, of the guys, the way they handled the end uh, of uh, the half. Uh, really did a good job with, uh, you know, uh, taking a two-minute down there with uh, Bajan. Did a really good job there. And, uh, you know, scoring a touchdown at the end there. So it was good. Um, you know, overall, the performances I thought were uh, – you know, I thought that uh, Kyler Gordon played really well. I thought the D-line played well. Uh, got some really good pressures. So had three sacks. Um, I thought some guys made some clutch catches. You know, uh, we had the fourth down try with Scott. That was a heck of a catch. Um, you know, in there, Mooney sealed the game. I thought Cole made some really nice catches um, in there as well. Um, Deontay Foreman ran hard. I had a really good rushing average. I thought he did really did a nice job, too, of, of controlling the game and, and keeping it where it was. But, uh, um Overall, yeah, excited to win the game, and the uh, guys are pumped uh, for the weekend. You know, the rest of the recovery weekend for us. Um, the guys have the weekend off, and they'll come back in on Monday and uh, ready to go uh, for the next uh, couple games. So with that, I'll put up the questions. Matt, when it was 10-9 and you all scored that touchdown on that Foreman touchdown, was there, what consideration was given to going for two? You make it a full seven points, and that wouldn't be – Initial course when they're trying to drive down the target. Yeah, you know, uh, we were just uh, wanted to stack the points up there. You know, really wanted to stack the points up there. It was uh, it's that type of game. You know, we we thought that our defense was playing really well, and we know it was going to be a close game at the end. Matt, 
Matt, at halftime, you told the broadcast that you had something up your sleeve. What, what were you anticipating? Did you get to everything that you wanted to get to in the second half? Uh, no. No, we didn't. Uh, but uh, we, we certainly uh, you know, had a good plan uh, coming out there. And, uh, again, it was uh, a defensive game. Uh, this 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 week, and uh, I thought the guys uh, did a really nice job finishing the game the way we're supposed to, and uh, well, we did good. Did we see what was up your sleeve? Did you use it, or I don't know what's up yours. <laughs> <laughs> the you got me there. Yeah. Yeah. What was the discussion like? No, I mean, there's really a decision there you have, right? You know, so if you decide to run, you know, at that time, then you're going to punt and pin, and they would have they would have had minute ten with no timeouts, you know, and, and hopefully on the ten yard line if we if we punt it right, you know. So that was the idea there. Um, we liked the play call, you know, we liked the play call. We discussed it and uh, we went for it. And we thought that executed well. Moody made a beautiful catch, and you know he's one yard past the stick and sealed the game. So, um, really good play call by Luke. Um, excellent execution uh, by the O line, the entire offense, and Moody on the catch and Beijing on the throw. Nope, nope, doesn't matter. No, he's he's done a good. Like I said before, he's done a really good job. You know, as a rookie, think about it. As a rookie quarterback, you know, he goes two and two, um, and uh, just. You know, coming coming into the NFL, you know, to operate an offense the way he did, and and to do a really good job, and, and you know, sound. What, what was really good today was that, you know, he's always done a really good job avoiding sacks, you know, um, throughout the course of the four games that he's played. But what he did well today was, he didn't put the ball in harm's way, and gave us a chance to win. Matt, on, on their last drive, what would you make of just kind of the back and forth? It took him a really long time to get across the field. You guys kind of stiffened and. and Really yeah, I mean, you know, those are, they were they were in a, a situation where they were four they were going four downs, you know, so we knew that, um, and they had some good play designs uh, there. I thought I thought that, uh, you know, obviously the third in inches, you know, we, we stop them there, then they go on fourth in inches, you know, that's a play everybody runs, but um, you know, then they got another another fourth down. I thought that was a good play design there. Um, so you know, then we end up getting them to midfield, you know, and then they really just at that point. Um, I'm thinking, you know, knock them out of field goal range and keep them out of field goal range uh, and don't make it a game. And our guys executed well. You know, so I, we uh, dialed up a couple pressures there. Um, and uh, and then the third down pressure was good. There were Jack almost made the interception. Um, I know he's upset about that. I already talked to him about it, but uh, uh, he'll make that next time. And uh, But uh, then they missed the field goal. It was a long field goal, and, and uh, yep, did a nice shot. Expecting Justin back based on what you saw this week. You expecting him against Detroit? Yeah, we'll see where it is this week. We'll see where it is, um, and uh, it's a big week to make that evaluation. You know, so we'll see where it is, and when when Justin's healthy, he'll be our starter, and and we'll see where it goes. How close was he to being available today? Yeah, that's all I have right now. I don't have anything else. No, no more updates on it. That's all I have right now. It's where it is. Man, second game of Montez. What would you make of his impact tonight? Good. Yeah, he's really starting to free guys up, you know, which is what a good rusher does. You know, it really starts to free guys up on the inside, on the other side, you know, because he draws attention. And, uh, you know, just the way he rushes. And, again, I think his impact is going to be more and more as we go. Matt, on the uh, 79-yard punt uh, return for touchdown, how do you correct the lane integrity there? I know that's tackled, but what else are the coaching points? Yeah, I mean, you know, you know Blackwell was just coming off. Know, uh, you know, from, uh, you know, he's 21 day and he's now playing for us again. And uh, he took a shot, you know, and we're okay with that. You know, it's just, 
Um, you got to just, you know, right guys on the right, guys on the left. You got to keep it on their inside pad, and uh, you can't stack each other. And you know, I think I saw that on the on the on the picture. You know, so that's a big thing that you got to really correct. Um, but our guys know that we just got to execute better. There was a there was a disconnect between Tyson and Tyler Scott on the third down. I can't remember what it was, but uh, Tyler got really open in the secondary, and Tyson like he looked at him but went somewhere else. Always quarterback pull the trigger on a wide open guy down the field. Always, you know that's what we that's what we want him to do for sure. Um, I saw him too, and uh, I don't know what what Tyson I haven't talked to him yet about it, but uh, um, certainly yeah yeah throw it. Yeah, he's always been that way. Deontay is a, a tough guy. Uh, he's a great person. Uh, he's a great teammate. And uh, he's always he always shows that that toughness. And you've been optimistic throughout the course of these two seasons. Uh, what's it like for you in locking these guys after a win and having this kind of deal going forward to work? Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. It's fun in there after a win. But it's I'll just tell you this: it's fun to come to work every day, um, throughout the entire time. You know, because the, the men we have in that locker room are unbelievable. You know, so they're they're able to you know pull together. Okay. And, uh, and really do a good job of executing during the week. And, uh, you know, if we do um, what it takes to win, uh, which is what we did today, you know, we'll, we'll win more games. And, uh, you know, when you take care of the football and you do a good job of that and, uh, you know, play complimentary football as we did today at times, um, you're going to win some games. And defensively, what do you sense you guys did well to, to make Bryce uncomfortable winning for the entirety of the night? Yeah, just mixing the coverages. You know, we had a good mix of coverages there that looked, very similar to each other, um, and then when the when it's ball snapped, it's not it's not the same thing. So that's that's a, a, a good thing we did. You know, Eddie and, and Jaquan are really good disguisers um, of of the coverages as, as well as the corners. Um, you know, they got a really good staff over there. Um, so it's you know, it's obviously Frank's my friend, and I know he's he's seen us. So I know that uh, I just try to change it up a little bit based on our, our time together. But uh, but yeah, they do a good job of disguising in the back end. Pat, in the second half, it looked like you were doing a spoon-feeding motion, the goalie to the pass rushers. Is, do you, were you letting them go rush more freely? You saw me doing this? I did, on the sideline. Oh. <laughs> so is there, I don't recall doing that. That's fine. Is, yeah. there, is there a certain mindset that you were you know, kind of trying to implore on them to pin their ears back and rush? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, those guys, we want them to go and go get it. And uh, I didn't, you know, didn't do a lot of stunts or movements. You know, I did that mostly with some of the pressures, but. Um, yeah, just let them pin and go, and because uh, it was being effective, it really was effective. Not only in third down, it was effective also, you know, even in early downs. So uh, they did a good job. Coach, you, you, you always, you're always so coy with us. You go on after the TV at halftime and tell if you got something up your sleeve. What's up with that? I know you got something up your sleeve too. No, but you. All right, he, he missed that, Jason. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you and Frank are obviously very close. What was yeah. the spread off again, both in terms of? Friendship dynamic and also the, the schematic standpoint. Yeah, it, it was fun. You know, we always we enjoyed certainly going against each other in practice. You know, during training camp. You know, and uh, we've had many discussions about ball and about life and about our families. And but uh, it was it was really good to see him. Thank you. All right. Coach Eberflus right there talking to the media after the game. Bears defeating the Carolina Panthers sixteen to thirteen. I'm Gabe Ramirez here on six seventy to score. It's a Plumbers nine one one football Monday on a Friday. Presented by Busey Bank and It's Not a Game, Illinois.com. It's going to be uh, some players joining us today. 
and some former ones as well. Olin Krutz hanging out with Mully and Haw at 7. DJ Moore at 8. And then uh, Anthony Heron jumping on with the, with Bernstein and Holmes at 11. And then Jalen Johnson hanging out with Parkinson Spiegel at 5 p.m. All of that happening all day today. So whether you are just waking up and you're going to be on the road at 7 or 8 or uh, you're going to be sleeping in and you're going to be waking up a little bit later, make sure you check out uh, the fellas uh, with a great lineup today on 670 The Score. It's what we do live and local uh, for you. But the game today it was an interesting one. Uh, Bears. Came out early in this one, uh, somewhat struggling. Uh, Carolina put up the uh, punt return for a touchdown early, and then the Bears continued to put up a series of field goals in the first half, down 10-9 to at the break, and then uh, Deontay Foreman getting the touchdown in the third quarter. Carolina putting up just one field goal in the second half, falling short at the very end, Eddie Pinero. Tried to kick himself a 59-yarder. He just shrugged at the end like, damn, what did y'all want me to do? Make a, make a, an unbelievable 60-yarder? It's not what I do. That was the face he had. That was actually pretty funny. Um, but a, a couple of a couple of good takeaways in this one. And, again, uh, we are taking your phone calls. 312-644-6767. What did you think about this one? I asked the question, would you rather have a Bryce Young or a Justin Fields? I know some of you still have. Some of you would still rather have a Tyson Bajan over a Justin Fields. I'd just rather have a rookie quarter a rookie quarterback coming in to show that he could be better than Justin Fields. That's where I stand. Uh, but Tyson Bajan today, 20 for 33, 162 yards, no sacks, no interceptions. I can't remember the last time I saw a clean stat line like that from a Bears quarterback. We should do, Robbie. We want to have you do some uh, research over the commercial break or something like that. Like, try to find out when was last. I'm sure Justin Fields had to have done that recently. I would hope so, right? What if Justin Fields has never had a zero interception, zero sack game? I'm about to go check that out right now because I, I, I cannot wait to figure this out. This year so far has not happened because he's been sacked in every game. 2022 for Justin Fields. Okay. Let me see. Oh, he had a no-sack game back in December against Green Bay, but two interceptions. Sacked every other game for that. And then his rookie year, 2021, when he got thrown in the fire early. Okay. L.A. Wait, what? Is that right? First game first game when he came in, like, just to throw a couple of passes. That game don't count. Two, two only had two attempts. So there's no game that Justin Fields has, no regular game. That just, that there you go. You want a repeatable? There's a repeatable for you. Tyson Bajan, no interceptions, no sacks. Justin Fields has never done that. What? What? This year, Justin Fields has been sacked at least three times every game. Three. What? A clean sheet, no interceptions, no sacks. And Justin Fields has never done that. But if you keep saying that, Stad, everybody's going to keep saying Bajan's the guy. No, it's more so about the deficiencies of Justin Fields. It is not about Tyson Bajan supplanting him. It is that it is the proof that it is possible that we think it's, and I do agree that coaching has something to do with it, and I do agree that he has had a bad offensive line in moments. But even with those things, it is 
possible to have a game without an intercept, no turnovers, and no sacks. Ooh. All right. 312-644-6767. We'll hear from Tyson Bajan before the end of the hour. Uh, but I am interested in your thoughts on the game and Justin Fields for that matter. What do you think about QB1 and QB2? We'll take your calls after this. 312-644-6767. It's Gabe Ramirez here on a Plumbers 911 Football Monday on a Friday here on 670 The Score. Really wasn't none. Uh... Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I talked to some people, some people I didn't talk to, but it's all right. So, but my emotions wasn't too high. I was pretty chill. I think. You got to ask them, but I think so. It's Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score and on 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Let's be very clear. DJ Moore wanted to show out. He wanted to have a a big game. He wanted to catch that touchdown in the end zone. The only person that wanted that touchdown more is Robbie Triano, producer. I mean, what were you thinking, bro? He jipped me. Shift you. It's I had a parlay. I had Bears money line, DJ Moore touchdown. All I needed. Oh, it was just two, a two leg parlay. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not that risky, you know. But you bank risky. I'm on bets. that. Produ- I'm on that radio budget right now. <laughs> hey, I know that one well. So it was a, it was a one dollar bet. <laughs> I yeah. got you. Yeah. All right. Uh, Bears, Bears defeat the Carolina Panthers sixteen to thirteen. DJ Moore targeted nine times in this game. Five catches for fifty eight yards. Tyson Bajan, his longest pass on the day, 16 yards. Took a couple of shots down the field. Just uh, unfortunately wasn't as accurate. They talk about that with Justin Fields, right? He has an accurate deep ball. That's what they've been saying since he got up to the NFL. Um, but Tyson Bajan struggled a little bit there. Uh, DJ Moore, you saw from him, he, he had a couple of moments of frustration. And you saw it just, I mean, from from the the missed pass up the middle, uh, there was the shot that he took to, to I think it was to, it was like, no, it was Darrington Evans in the in the back end of the end zone. He was trying to get it to him. And DJ Moore was sitting there like at the four-yard line. And he saw the the pass incomplete, and he just like threw his hands up. He had a couple of those. And then he had that one play where he ran, he like, he got the pass on the outside. And then made his way, like he got past the first one, and then DiCaprio Boodle was right there. And he trucked him. DJ Moore is a strong dude, man. If there's one thing about DJ Moore that, that I didn't know about him, he's got more Steve Smith in him than I thought. He's fast, great route runner, you know, but super strong and not afraid of the smoke. Loves to get in there. 
Um, but those are my thoughts about the Bears team. Would love to hear what you thought. 312-644-6767. It's a Plumbers 911 Football Monday on a Friday presented by Busey Bank and It's Not a Game, Illinois.com. A couple of other things that, that stood out, you know, how about the how about the false start before the field goal? Like, I'm telling you, when 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 you think that like you're like, you know, things cannot get worse for the Bears, and then it's like they're losing to the Panthers. They're trying to kick a field goal. You think, oh, okay, at least you got some points on the board. And it's like, Cody Whitehair, he's an idiot. False start. And you're like, dude. I'm like, that's when I started thinking that the jersey started looking stupid. You know. When I'm like, dude, what are we doing? First of all, Thursday night you're supposed to uh, – weren't the rules like you're supposed to be in the same color, top and bottom, or was that last year? Bears the only ones like not – that's such a Chicago thing. We're like, yeah, those are the rules. Mm. And people wonder why I have problems with authority. No, it's just the Chicago nature of things. Every team is on a solid color. Bears come out, they're like, nah, we're just doing the oranges. Looking stupid. It makes your mistakes look a lot dumber. It make that's what I'm saying. Just like like shortly after that, at the start of the second quarter, you know, Jaquan Brisker lets that big play, you know, happen, and then the very next one, big stupid orange helmet falls off, and he's like pretending that he's the man. It's like, bro, the reason they're this far down the field is because of a mistake you made. But the defense did look good. Had some really good stunts. Yannick had a great inside stunt. Saw the openings, had a really good pressure on Bryce Young there. But Bryce Young had more throws than I would have liked to have seen into the ground. We're like, I get it. You don't want to, you know, you had two pick sixes last week. You didn't want to make those mistakes, but damn, it looked bad. But it did highlight the fact that the Bears defense is going to be very good next year. This we know. Because it's only going to get better. A lot of these guys are locked in. <clears throat> Secondary is certainly going to be there. But, you know. And shortly after that is when Montez Sweat slammed <laughs> slammed Bryce Young to the floor. Oh, it looks so bad. Sweat almost killed Young in that play. Uh, but ultimately, Bears got the ball back. Bears ended up putting up some points in the third quarter, like I mentioned. Dante Foreman got the score there. And, you know, I I pointed out the fact that on first down of that drive when the Bears were it was in the third quarter, first and goal, and running is what got the Bears to that goal, goal-to-goal situation. And then Luke Getze does a Pete Carroll in the Super Bowl and calls a slant route that almost ends up in an interception. It gets batted. It almost was one of those that ends up in the air. Should have just ran the damn ball. Shame on you. Then you end up doing it a couple plays later. Should have did it from the beginning. But I told you guys a couple weeks ago, Corey Wooten, Pointed out the fact that he said, hey, Luke Getze wanted to get his boy a touchdown. Same way Pete Carroll wanted Russell Wilson to get that touchdown at the end of that game. Instead of giving it to beast mode to just get the dub. And it almost came to bite Luke Getze in the butt as well. Because that ball, oof, it's close to getting intercepted. Uh, but fortunately, Carolina sucks. And the Bears were able to hold on to the victory 16-13. to it's Gabe Ramirez here on 670, the score. Taking your phone calls, going to hear from Tyson Bajan in just a second. 
312-644-6767. Taking your thoughts on the Bears game. So much to discuss with this one. Still had a level of embarrassment because it was a bad one. Had some thoughts about the Bears being the worst team in the league. Wondered if the Bears defense could be like top five next year. Like is that I know that sounds crazy, but hey, you gotta have some optimism somewhere. Felt like Bajan was holding on to the ball too long. Felt like the defense at one point knew that that they were gonna be the ones that were responsible for this victory. Like if we want to win from the Bears defense perspective, if we want to win, we have to do the job. It's been a while since the Bears defense has been able to step up like that. Still didn't see what Iberflus had up his sleeve. And then I asked the final question, you know, would you rather have a Bryce Young or a Justin Fields? Oh, interesting. Uh, but let's go out to the phone lines. We got Collier out there. Collier, what do you think about the defense of the Bears? Look good. Look good yesterday, didn't it? All right. Uh, I want to talk about the DBs. Um, somebody needs to teach them how to break down before they come to make a tackle and how to keep their hands off the receiver. You don't need to touch that receiver. Uh, they might not call it in the beginning of the game, but I guarantee you in the end of the game, they'll call it for you touching the receiver. Um, it, it, that bothers me as a former DB. But did you do you not like the play of the DBs? Because they, they, they played well yesterday. Uh, they played good. They played good overall. They played good. I like the way they played. But the little things of touching that receiver when you don't have to, all you got to do, and, and another thing, when they play in zone, they, the safety got to keep back balance. That's his job to stay back there. They'll stop and wait for that receiver to run up on him. Now he's fine. Now it's a touchdown. It's simple things that bother me about that. Yeah, I know the play you're talking about. We were just mentioning it a second ago with Jaquan Brisker. With that play action up the middle, he ended up yeah. taking his first couple of steps in. Receiver got behind yeah. him for a big gain. I know exactly what you're talking about. But of the of the of the DBs that the Bears do have, Collier, which one's your favorite? Which one do you feel like you can really like? You'd buy their jersey because they're that good. Since you're a former DB, oh, um, I like um, I like Stevenson. He needs I I need to get with him, and I could have him a set down for him. I like uh, I like Jalen. Uh, they they just panic when the ball comes and they don't locate it and they push the receiver or grab them or put their hand on. That's the only thing. But we got good DBs. They'll they'll be all right. We need DB coaches though. Yeah, Tyreek Stevenson. Tyreek Stevenson, you know, obviously struggled. He's a physical cornerback. That we do know. He's had some penalties mm-hmm. called on him. Um, this game, a little bit better. You saw the ankle kind of affecting him a little bit on a couple of plays. He was behind a little bit of the receivers, but. But, Collier, you know, you say you're a DB. What, 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 what advice would you give Tyreek Stevenson? You said if you got a hold of him, you'll make him a shutdown corner. What would you tell him? Uh, I'd tell him to, uh, to, to use the back pedal. See, you, you, if, you're not, if you're walking up on that receiver in, in a press uh, situation, if you walk up on that receiver, you got to bump him. Before the five yards, let him go and run with it. Um, if you're not going to bump him, go ahead and get in your back pedal. I think, uh, I don't know, I, I don't know, Collier, I think that, uh, I don't know if you heard this, Bears might be looking for a defensive coordinator. They got an opening. Might want to go ahead and shoot that little, maybe hit him up on Instagram or something like that. Uh, it's Gabe Ramirez here on 670 to score. Feels good to laugh a little. Bears get a victory and, you know, you feel good. Get the third win of the season. Matching last year's total. Let's not forget that. 
suffered through a very bad year last year with only three victories, three victory Mondays or Thursdays or whatever the hell they were last year. And we've already gotten to that place. And then you know you're going to get a Justin Fields, a rejuvenated, energized Justin Fields, an anxious Justin Fields, ready to prove and showcase what he can do. I think that's going to be the most, that's what I really want to see, right? Like, that's the interesting storyline about Justin Fields coming back. We know what we have in Tyson Bajan. We feel like we know what we have in Justin Fields, but he still has the ability to prove you right or wrong, right? And I think that's the interesting thing of the second half of the season. You get to see who Justin Fields is, really. Who is he, really? Because I swear to God, if we finish this season and people are like, I still haven't had enough to evaluate Justin Fields, like, I don't don't know. It's going to be tough taking those calls. Uh, but the person who was under center yesterday was not Justin Fields, even though that's who we would have liked it to be. Uh, it was a Tyson Bajan, who was 20 for 33 on the day for 162 yards. But as I pointed out, no sacks, no interceptions. Justin Fields has never done that in his career. A clean sheet. Uh, let's hear from Bears quarterback Tyson Bajan as he talked to the media after the game. Tyson, you all were faced with the third and medium. Pick up the yards, you win the game. Traditionally, teams tried to run, you know, run the clock out of jail. You get the call to pass. What's going through your mind? Yeah, I thought it was great communication. Damn, it's loud today. Um, great communication between me and Luke and understanding of, you know, what is needed and what we're looking to do. Um, ran a concept early on in the, in the game to – Threw it to Trent, but we got the pass interference uh, call. But, you know, we knew the play was effective, so we went back to it this time with Mooney. Um, and just it was very clear that it was perfectly fine to take a sack. So if it's not, you know, if it doesn't look great, take a sack, a lot of clock to run, and, uh, you know, pump the ball. It looked like you and Mooney kind of improvised that route to get in the lead into the sticks, or was that kind of what was on your mind on that spot? Yeah, initially the DN had dropped and then um, about waited about a half second. Then added on uh, late. Once he added on, I just replaced that window uh, with the throw, and Mooney did a good job initially sitting because of that dropper and then working in once he saw the, the dropper attached late. This is it. Freaking is the start of the year. Justin comes back. What did you learn from this whole experience? Cleaning a pass to seal a game on national TV seems like a pretty Yeah, no doubt. I mean, going out with a win is obviously fantastic, uh, you know, for, for the team. and. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't know if this is it. You know, nothing really changes for me with, you know, the preparation, how I'm attack every week. Um, but, you know, I learned that it's really hard to win in the NFL. So appreciate all, all the wins. And um, just really, I appreciate the team, you know, staff and player included. They've all rallied behind me extremely well. And, you know, always, you know, I never had a doubt for a second that they all had my back. Say you went up against the number one pick in the draft the quarterback. What does it say to you? Not not that I would take any pride in something like that. I mean, you know, it is what it is. You know, the draft happened. Uh, however it went is how it went. Um, I just try to, you know, show up every day and continue to try and get better every year. Like, I don't think I'm at the peak of anything. Um, you know, I'm just looking forward to continuing to get better and then, you know, let the ball fall where it, where it may. Given the way this game was, was going, it was tough to, to really get momentum going. When did you take away from the touchdown drive when you guys finally got a little bit of rhythm and a little bit of opportunity to push there? Paul, it was solid, you know, good play calling, good mix of things, getting out on the edge, running the ball effectively, uh, taking completions. Um, 
and really just taking advantage of the good field position that the defense, I thought, did a great job of all, all day. So um, it was good to at least capitalize uh, on one of those when it was, you know, direly needed. There's, here's the team, you start, when you start that drive with the 38, is there a little bit of a sense of urgency? Uh, I don't know if it's spoken or not, like, hey, we, we got this field position, we got to finally punch it in. Yeah, I think there's that sense of urgency every time, but, I mean, like you said, even more so, like, you know, hey, man, all we, you know, we need a couple first downs. Let's get in a rhythm, um, and then we're in the red zone. So, you know, we know once we get to the red zone, we want six points um, every time. So, yeah, but, you know, every drive, it's the emphasis, you know, we want we want six points. Tyson, there was a, there was a second and 19 where he threw the ball to Roshan Johnson. It looked like Tyler Scott may have been open deep down the field. It was in the second quarter with nine minutes left. Yeah. Uh, what did you see on that play, and is there an opportunity to get Tyler Scott yeah, no doubt. Tyler Scott was was an alert for a, for a low DB backside. Um, he wasn't low, but Tyler did beat him. So, I mean, obviously, if I if I knew that it was going to be a, not a low DB, but Tyler was going to win, I would have just thrown the touchdown to Tyler Scott. But, um, you know, that's not how I saw it. Um, so I just worked through my progression, got down to Roshan for the check down. What did you think of Mooney's catch? I think Mooney's a stud. I mean, there's nobody that deserves to catch the ball more than Mooney, which just, you know, I, I, I resemble a lot of his work ethic um, and respect a lot of what he does just as a, as a worker. Um, so anytime he makes plays, obviously I understand why he's making plays. It's because he works so hard day in and day out. Um, thought he made a great play. DJ said he was surprised that the ball came his way on the, on the first play. Anything that you can clarify in terms of why he was surprised that <laughs> No, I don't know why he'd be surprised. He's the best player uh, on the field, so try got to get the guy the ball. So you mentioned the one to Trent. Were you surprised that that got called back? Yeah, I mean, I didn't have a good look at it, obviously, because you know I'm looking at about 500 different things. But um, yeah, it was a weird, it was a weird gig, uh, especially when they, they called it wrong and then called it again. So uh, you know, but you know, got to keep playing. So. On that third and 20, I think it was second and 19, third and 20, it looked like you checked out of something. I kind of alerted everybody along the line scrimmage to, to what was that play supposed to be? What what play was it? What happened during the play? Third and 20, it was the one that went to Johnson. It's about five yards shy of the six, first half. It looked like you checked out of something. Oh, and I threw the, the like, kind of screen to him? Yeah, we had a um, we had a deeper dagger concept called, um, but we had quads to the right and saw that they were in an obvious drop look, uh, so not wanting to try. And the, and the check to that was a, was a screen for the look, and I thought that we had a good look to at least get uh, half of that uh, without having to think at all. And, you know, if we get good blocks, then, you know, breaks one tackle, and now we got the first down. So that was kind of just, you know, seeing the depth of everybody, seeing our numbers out there, uh, getting the ball out, um, not making anything, you know, not making it worse than third and 20 already is. But DeAndre Foreman fights through the injury and comes back and obviously gives you some really strong carries. What does that do for you guys in the huddle on the sidelines, seeing that Deontay fight through that? Just momentum. You know, winning these games, it's, it's very momentum-based. You, you want to have the momentum as much as you can. So uh, whenever the O-line can, you know, and, and the running back can, can, you know, tag team themselves into being good on first down and second down, it's always, uh, it's always a good momentum boost and always, you know, usually leads to a, you know effective drive that ends in points. And you've come to appreciate how hard it is to win games in this league. What do you appreciate most about tonight's victory? It's just a, a full team effort. You know, I think that we had our mishaps in, um, on offense, but I think that's just why football is such a special game. 
because uh, you got to do it in all three phases. So I thought defense was was outstanding. I thought special teams, other than the return, uh, made some great plays. So um, a great team victory. I'm glad that Tyson. <laughs> I'm glad that Tyson Bajan pointed out the fact that the special teams gave up the touchdown. It got to happen in all three phases, except for that little touchdown for, except for their punt return for a touchdown. That we we couldn't deal with. But but poise is always uh, up there, saying all the right things, giving praise to his team. Uh, not an I moment for Tyson Bajan. Always a we. Uh, he, he does say the right thing, whether it's talking about the coaches and the game plan and, you know, what they're trying to do or, or he's talking about his teammates, you know, guy's the best one on the field, et cetera, et cetera. He definitely knows how to handle those situations properly. But Deontay Foreman, 21 rushes, 80 yards for, and a tutty. Roshan Johnson got five attempts for 18 yards. I love the DJ, even though it's for only one yard, I love the DJ Moore end around. Give him the ball. Who cares? Just make him happy. Because that end around was right after Tyson Bajan missed him. And I'm sure the coaches saw that they that they missed him. And they probably wanted to just appease the guy because you have to. First down, let him get a one-yard run, whatever. Cole Komet even had his tush push for a yard for that first down. Uh, Cole Komet also had five catches for 45 yards on the day. He was targeted seven times. Darnell Mooney. Couldn't duplicate his performance from last week. Just two catches for 14 yards. Deontay Foreman had two catches for 12. Hitting the over, if you bet it, on receiving yards. And then we saw an Equinemius St. Brown sighting. Nice little out route for EQ for four yards there. Uh, but but like Tyson mentioned, special teams did their job. Cairo Santos, three for three on the day. Uh, and then the defense came through. Three sacks. Wow. Ten on the year. Three on the day. Says, what does that say? Is that something that the, the defense is clicking or the Carolina Panthers are who that we thought they were? Uh, Yannick Ngakwe got a sack. Rasheem Green got a sack. Justin Jones was there. Um, TJ Edwards had some really nice tackles at 12 total on the day, leading the team. Kyler Gordon and Jaquan Brisker, eight and nine tackles, uh, respectively. Kyler Gordon, obviously, some impactful uh, tackles look like I feel like he had a couple for a loss as well. Kyler Gordon also with a pass deflection along with Jaquan Brisker and Jack Sanborn. Oh, I thought Jack Sanborn was going to get that interception. Oh, that look. I mean, it was okay, and maybe because the stunts actually were working, and so they stood out a little bit more. But you know, the fake blitz again. Maybe we 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 just don't notice it because it wasn't like we didn't see it in the form of, like, a pass deflection or an interception or anything like that, but that would look nice. And both the sacks were on stunts. It was good, good stuff there. Uh, but what did you think about the game? 312-644-6767. I want to hear from you. You're waking up. You're heading home. What did you think about the Bears game? Bears defeat the Carolina Panthers 16-13, to and I'm taking your calls after this. Again, 312-644-6767. It's Gabe Ramirez. Here on a Plumbers 911 Football Monday on a Friday. Right here on 670 The Score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? 
Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.